we go. Welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into your chart with you. And just for the audience to get to know you better, why don't you give us a line about what you are up to in this world and a line about what you hope to get from the reading? I, uh, I run a community of women entrepreneurs. Um, we uplift each other in life and business. And I would love to learn about my love life. Oh, well, it's interesting that you say that because typically in the life path astrology reading, we talk about more about your overall soul's purpose, but I'm, what I'm thinking is maybe there are going to be aspects of this that can give you insights as to what may be supporting you or in the way of that while okay. still accomplishing your soul, bigger soul's mission. Beautiful. Let's okay. Beautiful. All right. So in this methodology, we always start with the sun sign because the sun sign is how we see ourselves. And you probably already know that you are a Libra sun. Um, so when, and, and you also have it in the third house, which I think is so juicy. Um, so Libra suns, you see yourself as a diplomat. It's the only sign that doesn't have a, a person or an animal representing it. It's the scales, right? So it's, you know, you probably see yourself as someone who's always trying to see the other side, someone who's trying to bring diplomacy just if Libra had a, a, um, a tarot card, it'd be either the Empress or the Justice card, right? Because she's like the goddess because of that Venus energy, but she's also Justice because she's the scales. So she brings beauty and harmony. And that's probably how you see yourself. You bring beauty and harmony into the things that you do. Yes. <laughs> You're like done. <laughs> no no <Absolutely>. rebuttal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Totally. And that's, um, so in the Life Path Astrology methodology, the sun is your secret sauce. It's what you sprinkle into everything that you do that gives it your authentic flair. So you probably, you know, um, in the short time knowing you, you make things pretty. You, you bring the beauty into the work that you do for your community, but you also bring that diplomacy that um, Libra is the person who wants to make everyone feel welcome and safe and invited. Um, so you do bring um, that into the, the work that you do. And so that's your secret sauce. But it's also interesting because it's in the third house, which is communication. So you, you're also a, a diplomatic and harmonizing communicator. Now, the rising sign is how we see how other people see us which is super juicy because it's in the sign of cancer. And so cancer is that mother figure. But you know, when we look at cancer, cancer can't be a mother without her babies. And so in some ways, cancer is the community builder. So it is no coincidence that what you have created in this world is community, but like a familial community, not like a community that stands behind you, but more of a community that belongs to and with you. Mm -hmm. um, there's an intuition also, right? Because cancer is ruled by the moon and it's highly sensitive, connected to their emotions. Um, these are all the, the way that people experience you, right? Like you're connected to your intuition. You're connected to your emotions. You're, you are that community builder. Yes. Yes. So far. Spot on. <laughs> but here's the really juicy part about the rising sign. Okay. It is the problem we're here to solve. It is our soul paths. So like calling we're here. So you with that cancer rising, the problem you're here to solve is helping people feel nurtured, helping people find community, helping people feel their feels helping people understand their intuition, helping people work with all of those energies that cancer represents. Yeah. 
And so that is your soul's path. That is so, so what I'm hearing is you're already working on your soul's path. <laughs> yeah. Feels good. Took me a minute to get here. So huh? It took me a minute to get here. So it feels good. You know, I love that I do this work and I've done it for women as young as 19 years old and mm-hmm. as well into their fifties. And so it's also interesting that depending where you are in your lifetime, I've seen a lot of women be like, Oh, had you given me this 10 years ago, I probably would have been like, how do I do that? And we, and, and the more we go on our path, the more we really step into the purpose. So it's beautiful when to see that time does align. Yes. Beautiful. Now, because you are an entrepreneur, one of the things that's really interesting about this is that we also have kismet clients in um, our chart, like clients that light us up and it's in the 12th house. And so your Kismet client is a lot of cancer with a sprinkle of Gemini. So your Kismet client for your community is going to be that, that woman who, or, well, I think because it's cancer, I would say a lot of women, right? You're probably going to attract more women than men. And you, you know, your community has a very feminine name to it. Um, She's nurturing, she's inviting, she's intuitive, um, but she's also intellectual. She, Gemini is an intellectual and she loves communicating. Um, She's going to use her voice. She's going to use her writing. She's going to use her thoughts. So she's using this maternal, intuitive flow energy, and she's going to sprinkle her voice into it. Um, But she might not know it, and she's your kismet client because she sees that in you. And so our kismet clients are seeing in you, your kismet client is seeing in you what they have, but they're not able to fully step into. And so they're using you as a sacred mirror for Mm -hmm. stepping into her voice and her soul's path. Um, So it sounds also like the work you're doing seems aligned with that, that community. Now, the next piece is juicy because everyone knows the moon and everyone knows the moon is our emotional sphere, but the moon is also, um, you know, the karmic, the, the karmic threads we bring from past lives. It's what we get to release. So from how we express it, your moon is in Virgo. And so when I see a moon in Virgo, I see someone who's not, who's, whose mind can't be changed. Like when things are feeling stuck, things are feeling emotional. It's like, no, this is what I think. This is how I feel because I think of earth. Like I think of a, you know, very structured, very like, like I feel like a twig, like when a twig is, is, is trying to be bent, it's not right. Or it's, or it's going to break. And so the sense of like, Virgo can be very stuck in it the way it wants to be when it's in its emotional state. Mm-hmm. And, and when things are feeling stuck, when things are feeling stagnant or emotional, you get to nurture the moon, right? So we're in this place right now in the world that we're living in between COVID and what's happening in, in our country, there is a lot of emotions and you're probably feeling like, no, this isn't right. No, this, this isn't the way it's supposed to be kind of like an emotional inflexibility because and you also have Virgo in the second house which is Taurus so earth on earth your emotions is earth on earth I'm not going you might not emote it you might not be crying but you feel it yeah and, and it, you don't know how to change it it's 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 a rock it's solid like the earth so one of the things that that I usually ask people with earth moon placements is how are you releasing your emotions that's an excellent question or nurturing them um, I feel like as of late, I'm learning to allow myself to feel things and not judge the feelings mm-hmm. um, or not push them down. And I, and I feel like I'm past the place where I feel like they'll take over mm-hmm. if I do that. Like I used to be scared of that, that it would just become like the sadness would become who I am. 
mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, yeah, just kind of like sitting and feeling the things. Got it. So the other thing that comes up for me is the, you know, I, I'm curious to hear, like, I know this is going to sound silly, but do you ever hug a tree or do you ever do grounding? Like literally go out on grass. I do yeah. ground. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a sense of like, you get to release that emotion that gets stuck in that inflexibility and let it go through the ground. Let it return it back to the earth. Yeah. Um, it's something that comes up for me as a tool to reconnect you to the earth element that's so strong for you in your emotion. Yes. Yes. Um, I also feel like I, I don't know if like bringing structure and order and, and looking at details also becomes important just in general because, oh, and you know, Virgo is the healer. Virgo is the servant. I also can't help but think like, how do you give back? You know, giving back seems to be something that might nurture a Virgo moon. Mm-hmm. So you get to be inflexible by reminding you it's not just about me and how I think about it, but reflect giving back and being of service to get you out of how you see, making it how you feel and how you can be of service, like bring, giving it back, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. Awesome. So um, the other interesting thing about the moon is that the moon, if it's not nurtured, it's not going to support that mission that cancer's here to do. That community um, is not going to be served if, if, if the Virgo moon is not being served. And what Virgo in a, the Virgo moon is saying is, hey, y'all, if we're not healing, if we're not being of service, if things don't have like the proper structure, we're not going to get this, this cancer rising is not going to properly build that community. And that's also something to look at and pay attention to because when those, those things are not aligned, the moon won't help the mission move forward. Got it. Is that helpful? Yeah. Awesome. So So just until we understood. So the, the feeling of the feelings and the grounding. Mm-hmm. supports the community. So the, for the feelings of the feeling grounding supports you, but supports being of, and the, but being of service, um, having yeah. the structure, bringing in healing because Virgo represents all of those juicy things, healing structure, grounding and, and, and service. Yeah. Is, yeah. is if that's not in place when, when that's not in place and the, the, the community, you won't be able to serve your community. Got it. Got it. Okay. And you won't be able to step into the problem you're here to solve, which is giving that community that, that example and solving those problems. Yeah. And then, then Mercury, so I joke that there are four board of directors for this soul path mission. And the fourth one is Mercury. And Mercury is not just that planet that goes retrograde. Interestingly, Mercury is more sensitive than the moon because it's how we assimilate new ideas. It is what brings body, mind, and spirit together. And it is, what, it is what brings us from third dimensional intellect to fifth dimensional higher consciousness. So when you master working with Mercury, you actually begin to operate from a higher consciousness and not from your human meat suit brain that we've got. Mm-hmm. And, and the way we do that is we work with the shadow of the sign that Mercury is in. And so you've got Mercury in juicy Scorpio. Oh my goodness. So Scorpio is, if we, she had a TV high school drama archetype, she'd be the intimidating goth girl because yeah. she is not afraid to go down the dark and scary places that the everyday person is afraid to. So she is, and, and that could intimidate people. And so when working with Merc, so Scorpio, the other thing about her is she loves going down rabbit holes. So I'm sure 
that when you're in your mind and you're like, all right, where is this mind going? You're like, okay, I found this. And then I got there. And then I ended up five hours later down a path. And I don't know how I got here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's an, she's an investigator. Interestingly enough, Gemini is also like an information collector, but she tends to be more of the headline news, spill the tea type of information. Scorpio is more like CIA or uh, a personal, personal uh, investigator. Like she's behind the scenes. She's in the shadows. No one knows what she's doing, but she's collecting this information. And eventually when the time is right, she brings it to light. So you don't want to stop her from giving, getting you down these rabbit holes. But in order to master Mercury, you need to give her time limits. It's like, okay, I need, I know I need my rabbit holes, but I'm just going to give myself an hour a day. <laughs> like I'm not going to maybe go really all out or, you know, like get lost in them because it's really easy for your mind to get lost in those rabbit holes of information because you're so passionate. Your mind, you know, is, is really, that's where it wants to go. Yeah. Means her in and you begin to act from higher consciousness. Now, the next place I love to look at is the North Node because if you do not lean in and grow into the North Node, you cannot really fully step into the problem you're here to solve. And so the beautiful thing is that we also have a south node. So this, the north node is a challenge and the south node I call the jam. It's like your jam, you can do it with your eyes closed, easy peasy. Um, so south node is Aquarius. It's super easy for you to be revolutionary, fight for a cause, have a big vision, do things for your friends, see the, the way the collective works. Yes. And, and Aquarius is also okay with being behind the scenes like she'll she'll fight for the cause she'll see the cause she may articulate the cause before others but she's okay not being the leader of the cause like she does she doesn't need to be the visible representation of the cause that's super easy for you what's not easy for you is that leo energy which is like the performer see me roar it's all about me look at me um leo loves to adore people. so my north node is leo yeah Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it's, you're, you're being called to be more visible, be more of the front end of the work, not necessarily the back end of the work, right? It's okay for you to be adored. It's okay for you to be displayed, um, you know, fully expressed too, like you yourself, fully expressed. There are signs that I see as collective and signs that I see as like standing on their own, like being, being the performer on the stage. And Leo is a performer and that might be uncomfortable for you. And it's uncomfortable for you because it is your North Node. You were born with this challenge to be like, oh, but I don't want to get, don't give me the mic, give it to someone else. I, I'll be, you're really comfortable with more of that Virgo executive. Virgo is an executive producer. She's okay mm -hmm. being like the leader behind the scenes but you're being called to be the person on the front on the, on the stage with the microphone and it, and being okay with that. Um, when I think about um, Leo too, with this juxtaposition of Leo and Aquarius, Aquarius is super intellectual. I have a few friends that are um, Aquarians and one of them, her father even calls her AP because she had all AP courses and she always corrects them. So like, <laughs> So, and so she, she leads with her head because she's an air sign. 
Leo, on the other hand, it's every sign has a ruling part of the body. Leo rules with the heart. So this is also like um, challenging you to, you don't always need to lead with your intellect, lead with your heart as well, right? So it's, it's like you, your intellect isn't what's going to help you grow into the problem you're here to solve. You've already got the intellect. That's easy peasy for you. You know how to be the intellectual. Very much resonating. <laughs> yeah. So you get to be like more heart-centered, more tender. Um, you know, when we think of Leo, and it's interesting because you thought you, you wanted to know about relationships, but like a Leo wants to display affection. A Leo wants to adore and be adored, right? And it's, it's almost like a challenge. How can you be visible even for a relationship if you're not comfortable being visible? Yeah. And allowing yourself to be adored. Is that a challenge for you? Being adored, being acknowledged, yes. being, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get to think about that, whether it's the soul's purpose or even the relationships, you're being called to lean into that heart, that adoration, that Leo is like super like fiery, like, ooh, like come here, you know, like it, and it loves to, it loves to be on the prowl, right? Like a, a lion, you know, maybe, maybe one of the messages is also like, if what you want to also know about is relationships, you get to be on the prowl. You don't, you get to hunt, not just be hunted. <laughs> so that's, that's something that comes up for me when I see that placement. Um, and I'm trying to think I, I took, so, you know, what interesting also like Leo is very sensual and it's, it loves material things. It's, it's like, you're, you're being given permission. I'm, so I'm also going to bring in this North, this Chiron. Do you know about Chiron? No. Okay. So Chiron is the wounded healer. It's what we could do for others that we can't do for ourselves. It's what we'd feel like we're not like, it's almost like it's a wound that we have mm -hmm. and you have Chiron in Taurus. And Taurus is known for a couple of things. It's known for um, money, stability, because it's a bull, right? You could, it's dependable. Um, it's known for um, taking its time, being in comfort zones, like knowing how to create routines. Um, but Taurus is also like super sensual and it loves material possessions. It knows how to make money because it loves living a good life. And when I see a challenge, like a North Node in Leo and a, a Chiron in Taurus, like both of those are like, you get to get permission to enjoy material things and be sensual. Like you get to lean into the sexy bits of life and not just like the, the intellectual, the, the sacrificial parts. Like Virgo is such a selfless servant. And you also, so you have a, you know, you have a stellium in Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio. So Virgo can be like a sacrificial lamb if she's not, if she's too much of a servant and Libra's a super, super people pleaser. Yeah. And, and then you have these wounds in these two signs that are like, I love the earthly things and I love to be adored. And it's like, it's almost like you get to give yourself permission to lean into those spots too. So you get, yeah. you, you get to be of service, you get to be diplomatic, but you also get to enjoy the physical realm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that will complete that, like a sense of fulfillment, really. Okay. Because it sounds like you're already working on the soul's work, but mm -hmm. you yourself have to learn how to like, oh, I get to like, enjoy this too. I get to, I get to have fun. I get to be on the prowl. I get to enjoy the, the juicy bits of life. Like Taurus, like an ideal thing for Taurus is like the best food and the best 
wine and the best, like anything that's like top of the line, like you get to enjoy the juicy bits of life. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a calling for you. It's almost like you get to give you get to give yourself permission to lean into that. And when you, and, and it's almost like, yeah, once you lean into that Leo North node and you heal that Taurus wound, you get to be like, Ooh, I re- like life is really good. I really did have it all. Yeah. Um, that's what comes up for me. I'm trying to think what else. All right. So Saturn is a great placement to talk about. I don't know if you're familiar with your Saturn. Ooh, and Saturn is your leadership style. You have Saturn in Libra in the third house. So Saturn is like the CEO of the, uh, the empire builder of the, the Zodiac, of the planetary alignments. And so from a leadership perspective, it's Libra. So what kind of leader are you? You're diplomatic you're balanced, you know how to compromise your objective, you're able to see everyone's point of view and bring people together. Um, you also probably make things really pretty for everybody. You're probably like the hostess with the mostest, right? <laughs> um, now, Saturn is also the father figure of the Zodiac. So he's going to want to reward you. So he's a disciplinarian, but if you work with him, he rewards you. So he, you know, so imagine... Saturn, the father figure in the suit with the briefcase, hanging out with Libra at a coffee shop, being like, okay, kid, this is what we're going to do. You want that? You want that first car? Here's what you got to do. Libra is more of like that girl wearing like flowy dresses, you know, like that archetype of like the empress. And, and Saturn's going to be like, listen, I'm, I'm going to reward you, but you got to be, you got to not be indecisive. Right. Cause Libra's Libra shadow is like, I don't know which did this way or this way, because she could see everything. Mm-hmm. She could see all points of view. So Saturn will reward you when you just make a decision, when you stop the indecision. And, and because it's in the third house, I also feel like there's a calling to stop being indecisive and speak what you have to say or write what you have to write, communicate what needs to be communicated. There's a, I think there's like a connection there. And then Saturn goes, okay, good. Here's your reward. So that's more of like a, like a receiving from a, like a, a reward perspective, but then you have Jupiter. Jupiter is a planet of expansion, fortune, good luck. It's, it's like beautiful, juicy, expansive energy. And you have Jupiter in Virgo in the third house. So reward and fortune definitely is, communi- is con- connected for you in communication and expression and intellect and mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Jupiter, so Saturn's rewarding you as long as you stop being indecisive and Jupiter rewards you when you're in this Virgo mindset, when you're in this Virgo state of being, which is when you're being a healer, when you're being of service, when you're in order, when things are, you know, in place and grounded. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and so they, to me, looking at those, it's almost like they also work really well together, right? Because if you're indecisive, you're probably not grounded. You're not being of service. You're not healing, right? You're, you're you're kind of like all over the place. Yeah. And so when you work, you probably have like really beautiful, like, like um, explosions of good luck and fortune and rewards when you're expressing your service, when you're expressing your healing, when you're decisive about this way of being, speaking and thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are beautiful placements to be so next to each other and in the same house. Um, yeah. And so, you know, typically we, we actually have a little bit of time left. So I'm curious to hear if you have any questions, what comes up for you? What aha moments have you had? I mean, 
the whole thing about I've I've known for a while and I and I've heard before that the that like to the extent that like with like with my throat chakra like that I like communicate and step up and like be public and the leader that like all the good will come from that mm-hmm. for sure for but sure it, yeah but it's being yeah. the leader and enjoying I like I almost feel like it's bigger than that. It's like being the leader and enjoying the bounty that comes from it. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be like, you know, no, 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 don't give me that. Or I don't need a reward because the Virgo is going to do that. <laughs> Virgo is going to be like, no, 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 don't look at me. I don't need the reward. You don't have to bring me a box of chocolates. But Leo and Taurus will be like, what do you mean? Bring open that box of chocolates. Those are good times. Like, yes, queen, so bring it. It's so funny because Jamie, my co-founder, is um, is Taurus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah. So it's a really good, it's a nice balance. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, but I hear that. I hear that a lot because I don't. I don't usually like make time, like just a little bit, just like a little bit of enjoyment and a little bit of the fun, but like not nearly enough. No, you get to you get to enjoy. You get to luxuriate, like Taurus and and. Leo, North Node, and Chiron, I just think enjoy luxury. It's okay to enjoy the finer things. It's okay to be adored. It's okay yeah. to to get to indulge. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Maybe just undo my entire life of conditioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, oh, we could always talk about that. coaching after. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I hope this was of service. Did you and were there yeah. any other aha moments or any other things that come up for you? Oh, this is this is solid. This awesome. is really good. Hey, I'm so glad. I'm so excited that we had the chance to do this. And yeah. Hey, cool. Thank you. All, All right. right. Thank you. Okay, Bye. my friend.